0: bringing you a common sense and fresh perspective to creating a just society. This is Common Sense on Social Justice. You'll get equipped with the tools you need to carry out social justice right where you are. Now, here's the host of Common Sense on Social Justice, Michael Davis. And thank you so much for joining us. I am so glad once again that you are here to join us on this conversation on how to create a just society right where we are and just what social justice and a just society uh, is how to live it out in our world how to uh, bring about goodness really for all people now we're covering uh an encyclical by pope benedict the 16th charity and truth uh, is the english title of that that encyclical and Today we're talking, uh, covering chapter two uh, of that encyclical. It has six chapters, uh, so it won't take us much longer to cover this. But in chapter two, uh, Pope Benedict the Sixteenth talks about how do we develop charity and truth, adjust society in our time. Uh, we've built a solid foundation about you know what charity and truth is, but how do we then take that and in apply it in a such a globalized world that we live in you know i've traveled internationally you know gone to europe gone to africa and and noticed you know it's even though there's cultures and even specific cultures within countries there's such a commonality of globalization in these countries and due to that it can create a lot of problems especially for the poor especially for those without resources and so pope benedict the 16th talks about how do we bring about justice how do we bring about charity in such a globalized world uh, it can seem overwhelming well first of all i'm going to say this the premise of our podcast is that you work in your neighborhood right well uh you start with your neighborhood. But you also have to realize that within your neighborhood, there's going to be uh, uh, realize that our actions have international ramifications. Now, a lot of people have talked about this with shopping. So, for example, let's say there's a Walmart in your neighborhood. You're shopping in your neighborhood, right? However, when you go to that Walmart, that money leaving your neighborhood and going to Arkansas, where the headquarters are, and then from that, that's going to international stockbrokers who may practice child slave labor. Of course, Walmart getting their products from companies who practice child slave labor and that destroy the earth with their practices or at least seek to harm the earth. I will say that. I don't want to use such a strong word, destroy. But you see that your actions, even within your neighborhood, has international ramifications because of globalization now this is often seen in a negative light but if we do it right we can create a just world by starting again right where we are now as we get started i want to read the first two paragraphs or first two sentences of paragraph 21 in uh um pope ben in the encyclical and because i really like what it says Uh, Because if you remember in chapter 1, we covered the encyclical by Pope Paul VI, and and, uh, Pope Benedict XVI is bringing out some things about how Pope Paul VI viewed the world. So it says in paragraph 21, Paul VI had an articulated vision of development. How do we develop people? How do we develop society? He understood the term to indicate the goal of rescuing peoples, first and foremost, from hunger, deprivation, endemic diseases, and illiteracy. From the economic point of view, this meant their active participation on equal terms in the international economic process from the social point of view. It meant their evolution into educated societies marked by solidarity from the political point of view. It meant the consolidation of democratic regimes capable of ensuring freedom and peace. So what he's saying is Pope Paul VI had a very clear understanding what needed to happen in a globalized world. Well, let's break this down for a minute. First, the absolute first step is we've got to rescue people from hunger, from deprivation or absolute poverty endemic diseases and illiteracy i see that in my work in kenya i see that in other countries there is places where it's just it's horrible the conditions that some people are living in and pope paul 6 says first of all we got to take care of that and the thing is, is since we're a globalized society we could use that in a positive way i mean we could put our resources together and help these people instead of keeping them all for ourselves and then i like the economics of this that we have the ability the opportunity in globalization to to uh, create an international economic process uh, that ensures equality for all nations in other words that there aren't some nations who are lacking resources and therefore getting crushed by powerful and big nations and then political processes making sure that people have access to education uh Uh, and um, making sure that women have access to education, places like Afghanistan, Pakistan, you know, places like that, ensuring that uh, people then, once they are literate and educated, then they have access to free political environments where they are free to vote and free to to determine their own governance. But on the other hand, here's the problem. The struggle in globalization, I think you probably can figure these out, but the struggle, struggle in globalization is that corporations run everything and profit has become the motive. And that's what Pope Benedict Sixteenth brings out, that profit be, has become a consuming motive in all of this, and therefore uh, corporations are running everything. You now, a lot of people are worried about a one world government, you know, where you've got some political leader. Christians talk about an antichrist or something like that running uh, a world government and the fear of that. But fact is, we already have a one world government. It's called corporations, uh, and they run everything through their uh, financial power base. And what's happened with these corporations, and they're unaccountable, just so you know, they are not held accountable. But from that, they run everything, and, and because of that, their whole goal is to make more and more and more money for the rich and for the people at the top. And so what this does is it causes us to see people as tools to be used and the earth as a tool to be used. And therefore, there's no regard for people, for humans, and there's no regard by these corporations for the earth and the environment. So, no, no regard whatsoever for the consequences to people and the environment. Another struggle of globalization is that when profit becomes the end all, then poverty is created on a mass scale due to wealth being concentrated to the few. So, rather than globalization being a positive to, to end poverty, it actually has become a way of creating more poverty more starvation, more famine, more endemic diseases. When we act as humans, we we have to ask ourselves, how does this affect future generations? You know, our ancestors handed down certain things to us, right? We have the world we have now because it was handed down to us by our ancestors. We have the force that we have now. We have the lack of force. We have the cities we have now. We have whatever it is we, we possess. It's because that's what our ancestors handed down to us. So when we act, we have to ask ourselves, what is our actions providing for future generations? When we think only in the present, then we inadvertently leave a wasteland of economic and environmental ruin for our descendants. When we think only of profit, then we also leave ruin for others in this world, especially those who don't have the resources to compete. I mean, there are nations that don't have the resources to compete with other nations. And so what happens is then you're truly left with the survival of the fittest, as Charles Darwin talks about. Now, let's remember our definition of social justice, shall we? Social justice is the creation of a society where every person has the opportunity to thrive. But in globalization and in the current crisis we're in now, that Pope Benedict XVI talks about, knowledge is not shared. And that's some of the things that the Pope brings out in the encyclicals that in globalization and the current crisis we have in the world, knowledge is not shared. So if China gains knowledge about something that can be very valuable to humanity. They keep it for themselves, and they lock it in a certain way that can't be shared. I think certain things should not be patented. You know, I just shouldn't. Not saying most things. We want human creativity. But some things should not be patented. But countries do that. They lock their knowledge of certain cures to diseases they lock out their knowledge of certain things and then they keep it for themselves and even corporations will do that corporations will will gain knowledge on how to effectively bring about a positive end, but in order to make more profit they keep it for themselves and don't let anybody in on it and therefore only a few get the benefits of that knowledge So we have knowledge that is not shared. It's protected through patents and international agreements. Uh, It deprives people of the ability to thrive. And then, too, the Pope brings out, there's the increasing divide between the rich and the poor. As the rich, through their supposed power and their consumerism, deprive the poor of the opportunity to thrive. And we see this. And a lot of times, a lot of times we can't quite define it. We're like, we kind of (laughs) know... that there's this divide between the rich and the poor, and we kind of know that the rich are suppressing the poor in order to keep them from becoming rich because they don't want to share things, but we can't quite put our finger on it, right? Kind of knows there. It's kind of like the movie The Matrix. You've seen it. I love that movie. I love the principles in that movie. But with The Matrix, there's this knowing. And Neo, in the movie, he kind of knows there's something... Outside of what he's seeing with his eyes, he just can't quite define it. It's kind of like this, with the um, uh, the the divide between the rich and the poor, and how the rich are su- using knowledge, might empower to keep people in poverty. In order, and countries are doing that to weaker countries. The bigger countries, more powerful, the countries with more resources are suppressing the smaller countries just to keep them in check, so they don't have to share the wealth. And so the Pope brings out that this is a crisis that we have in the world. And then Pope Benedict XVI brings out outsourcing, that one of the problems with globalization, with the corporations running everything, is that you have outsourcing where jobs and companies are shipped internationally overseas to poorer countries where they can then pay workers far less, therefore increasing their profits. And this is a grave danger to human rights. Outsourcing is a terrible thing. It is a very grave danger to human rights because what happens in outsourcing, and I'll share an example in a moment, but what happens with outsourcing is then the people who are working in the local economy are out of jobs. And so it leaves communities, let's say in America, for example, It leaves communities in America, uh, drives them into poverty. We see what outsourcing has done to Detroit, Michigan. We see what outsourcing has done to northern Indiana, where I'm from, which is the fallout from the outsourcing from Detroit. And you see Ohio, uh, Pittsburgh. These various places, places that used to thrive are just in, boom, they're in tatters now. And what's happened is they, the companies haven't helped humanity. They've hurt it because they've hurt the local economies. And then they hurt wherever they outsource to because now those workers are paid far less. And they're still working poverty wages because in some of these other countries that get outsourced to, there's not the regulations we have in America. Therefore, those workers are working in slave conditions. Uh, for example, my hometown... I grew up in Marion, Indiana, and one of the biggest employers there was RCA, made RCA televisions. And if you have an RCA television that's older than 20 years, then you probably uh, uh, have one that was made there. And Both my parents worked for for decades in, in, in that RCA factory and retired from there, so it's in my blood. It's kind of in my roots, I guess, so to speak. And... The company, there was a French company that bought out RCA, closed down the factory, moved it to Mexico, and paying poverty wages in Mexico, by the way, to workers there, and it left the town that I grew up in ruins. Just, when I go back to visit my my family there, it's just like, wow, it looks like a war happened. Here's buildings collapsing everywhere, people just (laughs) living in poverty. And that's what outsourcing does. It's a very grave danger to human rights. Another danger to globalization is that cultures are losing their identity and thus losing their beauty and contribution to the world. Cultures are a beautiful thing. The American culture is beautiful. So is the European, various European cultures, the various African cultures, the Indian culture. Pakistani culture the you know Middle Eastern cultures are beautiful I mean the things they have you know when I see the clothes that people wear in other cultures I think wow those clothes are bright and beautiful I just I love that I the artwork in other cultures the music in other cultures you know the dances they do the ways that they approach family and whatever it's beautiful But globalization erases that. Globalization blurs the lines between cultures, and therefore cultures begin losing their identity. The last time I was in Kenya, I was talking to local people there, and I said, what what has happened here? I said, when I come to Kenya, I might as well be on the west coast of the United States, because you get your kids, teenagers wearing their blue jeans and Nikes and, you know, all this stuff, and nobody's doing any, you know, native dances of Kenya. It's all American music, American type music. It's still hip hop music, but it's just in, in Swahili instead of English, but still, you know, same music, same dances we do here in America, the same everything, the same shopping. I mean, what's happened? The Kenyan culture is just gone. Why? Globalization. And Kenya has so much to offer the world. So do all the other countries. So much beauty to offer the world, and globalization is erasing that. Now, I want to talk a little bit more about the downfalls of globalization and and, and sense of the injustices. It's a very grave injustice, I think. I think that God, the Creator, intended for there to be variety in the world. and I think God kind of put it in humans to create villages, tribes, and nations for the purpose of discovering creation, discovering God from various points of view. For example, uh, the Creator is infinite. And so because of that, no human being, one human being, and no one group of humans can just say, boom, we have discovered everything there is to discover about God. No. You've got the Western peoples that says this is our viewpoint it's like we're all standing, God's infinite, you can't really stand in a circle around God, but just for the sake of metaphor, we're standing around God, looking and observing God, and the Western peoples are saying, well, you know, or the Americans and Canadians, whatever, saying we view God from this standpoint, and here's what we're learning, and maybe the European people are saying, well, we're standing over here, and we're seeing God from this viewpoint, this is what we're learning. Spanish people, the the Eastern various Eastern cultures saying we're standing and we're looking at this direction from God, this is what we're learning. When we do that, then what we do is get a fuller picture. Or we do the same thing with creation. This is how you do it. Or this is how you do family from an Eastern standpoint. This is how you do family from a Western standpoint. So on. as you do this, you're getting all these various standpoints, and then you're getting a better picture and a better idea how to get it right. But what globalization does is it makes us very narrow-minded and then we end up only looking from one point of view and two with globalization there's this just the the peoples the groups the tribes the nations that can't keep up with the competition and globalization they're left behind to die in poverty and starvation and that is a grave injustice to our brothers and sisters And so Pope Benedict XVI says, if we're going to get it right, then what we have to do is we have to begin realizing that our actions have an international ramification. Therefore, what we need to do is say, okay, in our neighborhood, what stores are we going to allow and not allow in our neighborhood? What uh, uh, activities, what... um, are we going to allow and not allow in our neighborhood? What companies are we going to allow and not allow? What jobs are we going to allow and not allow in our neighborhood? In other words, it starts there in our neighborhood because what happens now because of globalization is going to reach around the around the earth, around the planet. We can no longer isolate ourselves. And so we have to realize if we allow this company, this big box store, this factory whatever it is we have to realize there's something international going on here we have to be very careful in the neighborhood to tell these companies if you want to be located in our neighborhood or these stores then these are our demands not our suggestions these are our demands that you will act justly with the local people here you will pay them good wages you will get your products from places that honors humans and if you get your products from other countries you will ensure that those countries are paid adequately for them. in other words you see justice injustice in your neighborhood it starts right there but it reaches out around the earth and i appreciate the pope for bringing this to our attention in chapter two of charity and truth there's a saying that's random acts of kindness commit random acts of kindness well the problem with this is that we don't know the person that we're necessarily being kind to so if i say oh i'm going to pay for the person's coffee behind me in line random act of kindness well i don't know that person maybe they're richer than i am maybe they're ripping off their workers and their employees maybe it was hitler standing in line behind me and i wasn't paying attention <laughs> But you see, random acts of kindness doesn't really work because in order for there to be true kindness, true charity, it requires that we know the person to whom we're being charitable to. With Jesus, oftentimes he did not heal people. We talk about the healings Jesus did, but oftentimes he did not heal people because he knew the, that person and knew the damage to their soul that would happen if he healed their body. Globalization removes the very place that uh, charity and truth come from, and that is relationship. In order for there to be truth, in order for there to be charity, there has to be relationship. And globalization, by taking away our identity, removes that very place of relationship. Without relationship, you cannot have true social justice. I was um, talking, uh, I, you know, I work with the homeless and I was talking with somebody who was needing housing and they had a case manager with somebody else. And I, after talking to the person doing some research, I thought they needed housing. So I was working toward this, but their other case manager told me that they knew, had known this person for a long time. And explained that housing at the moment would only cause this person to repeat their harmful patterns of the past. Huh. How is it that that other person knew housing right now is actually going to do damage to this person because they had a deep relationship with them. They knew them for a while. And so what I thought was good, they said, no, nope, it's not good. And so we got to get in the habit of establishing relationships, knowing people and telling globalization, I'm sorry, it's been nice knowing you, but you got to go now because you're destroying our humanity. (laughs) You see, I, because of lack of relationship with this person, did not have the truth. So from relationship comes truth, which shows itself over time. And then from that truth, we can act in true charity towards that person. May we take time to get to know people so that we can really know what charity and justice looks like for that person. Let's take time in this whole madness of globalization. Let's take time in our neighborhood to get to know people right where they are. You've been listening to Common Sense on Social Justice with your host, Michael Davis. A common sense and fresh perspective to creating justice where you are. Share your comments and questions with Michael by emailing sjcommonsense at gmail.com. That's sjcommonsense at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through maturadayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.